0: Hey, what's up everyone, Sam Shaw here from Wall Street Mastermind. I'm on here today with another client interview for you guys. Um, Today, I'm excited to have on here with us. Uh, He's an international student at a high level. He's an international student um, from a non-target school who uh, recently just wrapped up his recruiting process for his junior summer internship and uh, was able to successfully secure an offer, which is not always easy to do um, as an international student. So I wanted to get him on here to talk to you guys about his experience and just how he was able to do what he did and uh, hopefully this gives you guys a little bit of uh, insight into how you might be able to get a similar outcome as well so Sasha I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to come on here to talk to us today
1: yeah absolutely
0: um, to start out maybe if you don't mind just uh, giving people a quick introduction I know I just kind of gave people the high level overview but like how would you describe yourself as a candidate in terms of your profile and you know just so people can kind of get a sense for like how similar you are to to them or maybe you're not similar at all but can you kind of like introduce yourself <laughs> a little bit
1: sure absolutely so yeah my name is Saksham i'm uh, actually from india came to michigan state actually as a pre-med major was never uh, really a business student in high school both my parents were doctors so yeah never really thought i would be interested in finance Somehow got interested in finance after participating in a lot of uh, clubs on campus, uh, like the Student Investment Association, and then kind of uh, thought investment banking was something I might want to do. Uh, tried applying to the school's investment banking club, which uh, uh, you know sends people to Wall Street from school, which is like about uh, two, to, two to three people going to New York every year, but uh, that's pretty less. And then some people going to Chicago. So I yeah, tried uh, applying to that program twice, got rejected. Uh, then tried recruiting uh, last year on my own, failed to get any interviews, uh, tried networking with about, I, I would say 30 people last year at least, and uh, failed to get any interviews. And then uh, kind of approached Sam back in, I guess, late October or early November around that time, yeah. and started my prep in January and uh, was able to secure interviews uh, my first interview in April, and that's the only interview I got and converted that successfully to an offer. So yeah, that's that's pretty much about me.
2: Got it. So you you got the offer just that was your first interview basically your first app, app. yeah you got the offer and you accepted okay well that's pretty sweet because <laughs> makes the process uh, short and painless I guess but well not painless it's always painful no matter what but uh, at least it was short right? yeah. Um, so let's yeah. go back to the beginning. So you mentioned a couple of things there. Obviously, you first try to break into the student, uh, the investment banking club, I guess, on campus. And I guess, like a lot of schools nowadays, there is typically like one or two feeder clubs for Wall Street, where if you want to get into Wall Street, your best chance is to get into the club, especially coming from a yeah. non-target school like Michigan State, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like, though, the, the club that, that you guys have even they don't they still don't send that many people to Wall Street share there's two to three to new york you said and maybe a handful to chicago is that right
1: uh for the last class i know the class that uh, will be graduating in like may 2022 no one's going to new york and uh, before that there's this, just this one guy who's going to like ecm at city so yeah pretty much no one and we have like zero like literally zero alumni up in new york like uh, i tried searching up on LinkedIn, schools, like alumni database. There's literally no one working in uh, investment banking in New York. Wow. It's pretty hard to get your foot inside the door. There's literally no one, not at the junior level, not at the senior level.
2: Right. And so where are you going to be headed? Like, where's your offer for?
1: Sure. So I pretty much sent out cold emails and uh, I did that through a template. And uh, I was sending about like starting January, I was sending about, uh, for 40 to 50 emails every week. So I would say that was the estimate that I took in. And I was I like, I'd been to the, through the process earlier. So I knew which companies at least sponsored international students. So yeah. I had those lists of companies about, I guess about nine to 10 banks. And uh, I started emailing the banks that start their processes early. And then I guess back in uh, February, I spoke with this uh, VP who works at Nomura and he didn't go to my university when he actually went to Dartmouth and I spoke with him and uh, he really liked me and I told him that you know there was this diversity program that came up at Nomura and uh, I don't know they didn't specify what kind of diversity they wanted and I just applied to the program you know just, just to try my luck and I told him that I've applied for the program and he was just like oh, I, I'll pass your resume along and he passed my resume along and then this program came up uh, I got in uh, about, I guess about 70 people were in the program and they said that they'll give out offers to only five people. So, so I started that and then there were first rounds and then uh, final rounds with about four people on video, like your typical super day. And yeah, I was uh, able to be, you know, one of those five people and the other people I know that got the offer are like all from targets or Ivy League. Like I was the only one from like super non-target like machine state
2: so you're saying there were 30 there were 70 people that attended this event and no more yeah he gave out five offers
1: yeah
2: okay wow so that's pretty hard um and the other yeah. four were from schools like probably wharton and harvard and princeton and yale and you're the only kid from <laughs> yeah i
1: actually know i actually knew six other people and like three of them were from cornell uh, one was from duke the other one was from Dartmouth and one was from Columbia. So like, all, all targets, like you cannot compare Michigan State <laughs> against them. So yeah. I was like always intimidated that, you know, maybe uh, how like, I, I always thought that, you know, these people might be smarter than me, but yeah. Got it. Got it.
2: Okay. Very interesting. So, I mean, it sounds like, and you're going to New York, is that right? Or what office are you going to? Action,
1: we will lose you. What happened to my wife? I feel like minute. No.
2: no worries, man. Uh, yeah, I think we lost. Did you. Do we need to
1: like re-record or something?
2: No, no, that's fine. Uh, we lost you there for a second, but you're back now, so we can just continue. Um, so what I was asking was, so so okay, so you're gone no more. Is that in the New York office or? Chicago or what office are you going to?
1: Oh, uh, That's the New York office. Okay got it. So you're, you're ironically
2: even though you didn't get into the investment banking club on campus you're actually one of the only people from your school probably that's going to New York.
1: Yeah <laughs> that's that's like uh something that really shocked me as well. I uh, when I got the offer on call I was in like uh, I couldn't process that when I got the offer because I never really believed that I would be able to get get an offer. But yeah, I think hard work just pays off. And if you just go through the structure and you just follow the instructions that are given to you, uh, you can just do well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you mentioned earlier too, I mean, obviously you joined our program in November, uh, early November. Yeah. Uh, I think prior to that, maybe like six months before that was when you first popped this, right? And I know back then, um, initially, you're not the only one that's done this, but uh, back then initially, you decided not to work with us. Um, And it sounds like you went through one recruiting cycle on your own first, right? Um, Yeah. And obviously, that didn't work out, so you came back. But can you talk a little bit about... um, why you decided not to work with us in the first place. Like just kind of, how were you thinking about it at, at the time? Like what prevented you from working with us? Um, and then what made you come back second of all? And then yeah. last but not least, like what was the difference between your first recruiting cycle and your second recruiting cycle? Like why do you think you weren't able to get an offer the first time, but you were able to get an offer on your very first try the second time?
1: Yeah, obviously, I, I still laugh at it because uh, I remember like back in, it might be May or I think April or May that I uh, like went on to your, I like saw you on LinkedIn and then went onto your website and like uh, scheduled a call and then uh, I canceled that call and you asked for feedback and I was like, uh, I don't know, because I, I'd seen um, online, you know, reading about how, how Wall Street Mastermind is a scam and then you have to pay like uh, loads of money and then um, I just, I just canceled it. I don't know what, and because uh, you see a lot of people giving you advice that, you know, you just have to network and you'll get the interviews and you'll get the interview once you, and once you do well in the interviews, you'll get the offer. And it, and it just, it just sounds like so easy. Yeah. So uh, after I got rejected from like the investment club twice, I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. And then, uh, you know, that didn't work. I uh, actually, uh, because I started in May. So pretty much in May, half of the banks are done. And like last, uh, last year, I didn't even know what banks were there on the street, what banks sponsored. I had no idea. So like, I remember there was this one guy at BMP that I spoke with. And he was this like uh, guy who ran the internship program. And he was like, uh, okay, you'll get the interview in October. And then uh, make sure you do well in that. I'll make sure you get the interview. So I just thought, you know, that's a referral. That's, that's great. So I waited up till November, actually, like mid-November, to get like to get the interview and uh, I was hoping that the interview will come in October so when it didn't come in October and I just reached out to you because I knew that you know it's not a, not as easy as people sound, like you know tell you it is because uh, it's not uh, you know just network and you get you need to learn how to network you need to learn how to do the interviews and it's really not that easy and the first step is really getting that resume done because my resume to be honest looked pretty bad. And uh, once I came into the program, it pretty much changed because uh, whoever I was sending networking emails out to cold or like personal connection, uh, they all said that I was really qualified on paper. So I think that was, that was a big change for me. And um, coming into Wall Street Mastermind, like this was the first interview I got, but I had like strong connections at most of the banks that sponsored. And uh, yeah, so I would say if uh, it wasn't for this program, I would have gotten an, in- like, an interview later in the stage, like when non core recruiting kicks off. Yeah. So I think a uh, pretty positive man. I think, um, resume was like superb. Like, uh, like last night I was comparing my resume that I had after coming into the program and the resume <laughs> that I had before. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that I applied with that resume to like Goldman.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, that's right. That's actually, there's a lot of interesting tidbits there, but obviously you mentioned that Wall Street Oasis people say Wall Street Mastermind is a scam and Obviously, I think yeah. I, I've seen the exact same thread that you're talking about. Um, and I know for a fact that that thread discourages a lot of people from uh, working with us, right? Because obviously when you see that kind of stuff online, it's really easy to start doubting the validity of a program like this, right? Because everybody, or like all these people on, inter- on the internet forums are saying, oh, you don't need this, you don't need this. So why would you do it, right? Um, so I totally get that. And you're not the only person that's gone through that. And it sounds like though, you then just like basically what happened was you had to go out and try it on your own first. And then you have to, you basically realize, man, all these people are making it sound so simple, but it's actually not simple at all. And it's just like, I'm not getting the results that I want to get. And I don't quite know what I'm doing wrong. And that's when you decide to get help. That basically an accurate description.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's what happened.
2: Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people actually do that. Um, the 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 challenge of doing that is actually uh, just the way that the investment banking recruiting uh, process is set up. Is that you know, obviously, you have to get a junior summer internship to get the full time offer. Um, especially as an international student like yourself, like if you don't get the junior summer internship, it's pretty much almost impossible, right? Um, And to get a junior summer internship, like that's based on your graduation date, right? Like if you're graduating in May of 2022, you have to get a summer 2021 internship. And if you try that on your own and you don't get the summer 2021 internship, now you want to do the summer 2022 internship. That means you're going to have to graduate college later right? So that's the downside yeah. in what you did, which is you have to stay in school for an extra semester or an extra year. And obviously that, I mean, you pay extra tuition, you graduate later. There's there's a lot of other, I feel like there's a lot of other costs that people don't really think about when they make that decision. I mean, obviously hindsight's yeah. 20, but would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I actually had to like uh, you know delay my I, I was actually graduating not even in may i was graduating like this this december i was graduating in uh, december 2021 because i completed all my credits early mm. so like th- this was this never came to my mind you know i never thought that i would be uh, you know graduating like a year late but as it stands man uh, the ib was always a dream and i knew that i had to do it like most people in my like i know a lot of friends who are international who go to michigan state who also yeah. wanted to do ib and they couldn't obviously get an offer uh, and uh, they gave up. They, they didn't uh, you know, you know, increase their graduation or, uh, you know, reach out to you or any other program.
2: Right. So
1: I think uh, I always wanted IB. And if you really want IB that bad, you want your career to be, you know, successful, yeah. you, you, you'll you do what, what it takes. So that's why I think um, I never, uh, you know, thought about any second things. I just, uh, you told me that I, I had to, uh, you know, delay my graduation, I did. Um, I did what it took and yeah, got the results and I'm really happy with it, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it definitely, now that you got into IB, obviously that was a great move and it definitely paid off for you. Uh, although I guess, again, hindsight 2020, if you could go back and redo it, you probably would have just done it the first time and then gotten the offer that time and then you wouldn't have to delay graduation and you would still be in IB. Yeah. right. Okay, got it. That makes sense, man. Um, so I guess, Aside from, obviously, it sounds like your resume, you know, was completely different, uh, kind of under like a transformation. And that obviously uh, is a game changer. Uh, Did anything else change from your first time recruiting on your own versus the second time after joining Wall Street Mastermind in terms of just things that became easier or uh, just things that you found you were doing better, like anything like that?
1: Uh, I would say everything and uh, I think uh, other than the resume uh, I think the main thing going into the process is that being confident and once you have like everything because I wasn't really confident of my resume before so once you're confident of your resume of your experiences you you come out confident in networking calls I remember doing networking calls last year and they would be like really I would be like so scared of doing a networking call I would just sit 30 minutes before a networking call on my chair and table I was like uh, there's this networking call that I need to do and I would be like so scared and trying to think what i will speak because, you know, as internationally, you you really don't know like what to talk to people about, uh, you know, who live in the U S so it was always, uh, it was always a scary feeling. And uh, I think the 30 networking calls that I did last year out of that, maybe one or two went well compared to about 60 Mm -hmm. to 70 calls I did this year out of which 55 went well. So I think that's, that's really something because Mm -hmm. I think your module that covered how you speak with bankers and how you kind of end, and make that final ask i think that was that was a game changer for me i really followed that and i think it gave out like really good results for me and uh, people really liked me and uh, that is what really got me into the program and that is what really got me the offer because even in the interviews at nomura they're not like super technical and they really focus on fit so they were more like conversational interviews and i think if someone can um, know be really chill and uh, seem social they only hire you then they don't take you in just because you're good at technicals so I think that is something that really stood out for me and that's why I was one of those five people that got the offer so I think that was something that really improved for me which was which was confidence basically.
2: Mm, Got it so the confidence from knowing exactly what to do and how you should be doing it so you're not second-guessing hey, am I, am I actually doing this in the best way possible? And That yeah. basically, if you have that internally, you have that confidence and certainty and you're grounded, that basically carries over into everything mm-hmm. else. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah, basically, yeah. I actually, I still remember last year, I like, feel really bad about not joining uh, Wall Street Mastermind before because if I had uh, I wouldn't be, you know, delaying my graduation and joining, you know, full time six months later than uh, most of my peers. So that is something I obviously regret. And uh, that that's something I regret my whole life. But I think uh, what comes out good is that I finally have an offer and it's pre- it's still pretty early, you know, in the recruiting cycle. It's still May. Uh, a lot of people haven't gotten their offers. A lot of people have received interviews at my university. This is like the first offer yeah. for IB. This, oh, hour, wow. you know? And yeah. So this is this is the first offer at Michigan State for someone at IB, like for this recruiting cycle, because no one from the IB club on campus has gotten anything yet. And uh, a lot of, uh, there's also this one international guy who's also in IB club and he couldn't get any interviews or any offers despite yeah. being in that IB club. Yeah. Because I think uh, they only have one. So I think I was at like, uh, when I was also speaking with a lot of alumni from Michigan State, trying to network with them, I like think there are only one or two people maybe. And I, whenever I tried to speak with them, they would be like, "Are you in the Ivy Club on campus?" And I would say no. So that would be like a turn off for them. So I think Michigan State people like never really helped me out in recruiting because I was never a part of that Ivy Club, which they were a part of. Yeah. So I had to do it on my own through you know cold connections that possibly went to other non-target schools and were you know open to helping me.
2: Yeah. So I think
1: that was something that was really hard. Um, so yeah, I think somehow it just actually- happened.
2: You actually bring up a great point, which is a lot of these non target schools, I mean, another school that I can think about to the top of my mind is Indiana University. They have the really famous investment banking workshop where yeah. if you're in the workshop, it's almost like you're guaranteed an offer in banking. But if you're not in the workshop, there's almost like no way in because all of their alumni that work on Wall Street are from that workshop and they only want to help the kids yeah. in that workshop, right?
1: Yeah. That's what happens and if you reach out to them they would just simply ask you like the first question on the call would be are you part of the club and you you would just say no and then they would be like oh so they would just assume that you're not you're not smart enough to get into ib you're probably stupid that's why you couldn't get into the club because if you were like really good uh, you would have gotten into that club yeah. so they would just assume that you're stupid and they would just you know help give you some advice and just, just say that you know keep keep applying that's it so so it sounds
2: like dude like networking obviously was probably one of the biggest things for you because you had to, as an international student, you're already kind of at a disadvantage, but then you come from a non-target school. You're not in the IB feeder club on campus. You can't really rely on the few alumni that you have from MSU that are already working on Wall Street. And so you actually have to network with people who are not even from your school. And it's just like that, to, to overcome all of that, and breaking an investment, obviously, it's quite the accomplishment. But I guess that, that that reminds me like, I want to circle back to something you mentioned earlier, which is that Wall Street Oasis thread, right? Where people talk about, oh, Wall Street Mastermind is a scam. And like I said, I've read it. The private <laughs> argument on there, funny thing is, all the people that are calling it a scam aren't people that have actually even used the program. But the reason they're calling it a scam is because they said that everything this guy is teaching you. It's just all stuff you can already find online. It's all stuff you can find on with a quick Google search. It's all stuff you can find on the internet or on Wall Street Oasis. You don't need yeah. to do it for this. What would you say to that? Like now that you've because obviously you 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 agreed with it the first time or you thought you agreed with it. Now that you're on the other side and you've gone through the program, is everything in this program pretty much just the exact same thing you already knew from your own research before? Or is there actually anything in here that's you know, proprietary to just like well, it's the only we're teaching it and you haven't seen it anywhere else before.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like laughing at it because uh, that was one of those points that, you know, <laughs> led me to not joining uh, Wall Street Mastermind earlier, that, you know, you can find everything online and that's what everyone like tells you, like, you know, you can find everything online, do that. But, you know, what they don't tell you is that finding everything online is just, it's just so much because you have like lots of information down there and half like 80 percent of it is like bullshit so you, you don't need that and then when you come into the program i think the first thing that really changed for me was i think the networking bit and also the behavioral bit because i think um you you can research all you want but if you want quality like behavioral answers and uh, quality you know how you can network with people uh, that's really something that you've got to learn you can just read off guides because i uh, read off the MI guide before. And they just give you an example, and most people just make the, make up their answers based on that example, which is which is not something that you should do. It should be like uh, distinct to you. It should be like uh, unique to you. So I think that was something that was really a part of the program that changed. And also, other thing that was really important was like getting relevant experience. Uh, I had no idea how to get relevant experience as an international student. I was able to get one with the search one that you guys uh, that you guys told me about, and I had no idea about that. So I think that was something that was really relevant and like really stood out in my interviews. And I was really able to get a really great search for internship that really helped me uh, in recruiting. They like made me do real LBOs and DCFs. So I think that was a really great internship and it really stood out in my interviews. And the third part was obviously the technicals. And Technicals, I, I remember I told you when I, we came on first call that I studied over like 200 hours for technicals, which was is which crazy. And uh, once I went through your videos, uh, I don't know. I, it just seemed easy. And, uh, I think with all the experience that also came through, I was also modeling out stuff. So overall technicals was the part that I was least worried about. And uh, that was something that I was most worried about before. And, uh, yeah, that, that really changed Although my interview didn't have a lot of technicals, but uh, I would say technicals was, uh, was a big factor that changed for me because I thought that was the part that I was least concerned about when going into interviews.
2: Yeah. Yeah got it so I mean to summarize, it sounds like the things that you really got there are a few things that you got out of the Wall Street management program that you couldn't get online. One, we helped you get relevant internship experience, especially as an international yeah. student. mean you didn't really have relevant internships before. It's hard to have a good resume when you don't have relevant experience, right Yeah and obviously Google, the Wall Street Oasis is not going to help you do that right or else everyone would have relevant experience right so that's one. Sounds like the second thing is on the behavioral interview. And by the way, as you mentioned, with Nomura specifically, too, it wasn't very technical. It was mostly behavioral. They cared a lot more about fit, right? And there's actually a lot of other things, too, where, um, I mean, usually they will actually both technicals and behaviorals. But I would say, in our experience, the behavioral part of the interview is actually more important just because, there are going to be a lot of qualified students who know how to answer the technical questions that alone, not going to be able to set you apart. What's really going to set you apart from the other people is your story. And if you can tell it in a way that makes you stand out from everyone else, right? Like that's where you can really distinguish yourself, so to speak. Right. And so on the behavioral side, like you said, like, yes, you can go online and look up, Hey, what are the investment behavioral questions? Hey, how should I answer these questions? And, They'll just give you some standard cookie cutter answer that everyone else is also using at the same time. But that's actually the worst thing to do if you want to stand out, right? You need to actually have someone help you craft like a unique answer that's not just what you think is good, but it's from the banker's point of view what the bankers want to hear, but still is true to your story and your experiences. Like you're not going to lie about it, right? So it's taking what you have and customizing an answer that actually fits what they're looking for right and google is just not going to help you do that or the MI guy is just not going to help you do that that's more of a one-size-fits-all approach right
1: yeah definitely i also tell people to not look at MI guy like now people who like you know at my university like juniors like a lot of them reached out to me when i updated my linkedin about my recent internship so they were like how did you get that get the offer?" Because everyone was pretty much like shocked, like someone, you know, not in the investment banking club, getting an office, like pretty rare from Michigan state, like, ob- like almost no one does that. It might be one or two people like in three or four years that might do it. So I think, uh, and plus being international, so a lot of people reached out and first thing I told them was that for behavioral questions, don't look at MI guide. That's the worst thing that you can do to yourself. And that is, that would give you like the most basic answer. And uh, yeah, that, that's what I tell people. And I think coming into Washington mastermind, uh, you really get that questionnaire and then you build out your own answers based on um, how the structure you've been given uh, from the program. So I think that really helps and you use your personal experiences to stand out. So I think that is something that's really important.
2: Because the difference between how we do behaviorals is we don't actually tell you exactly what to say, right? We tell you how to think about it and we tell you the framework and then you have to fill in the blanks using the frameworks we give you And that's why your answer is different from everyone else's answers that's also on the program. Otherwise, we've worked with hundreds of students and everyone would be saying the exact same things, and that obviously doesn't work. Right? (laughs) So once you filled in your answers with your stories and your experiences, and then of course, we then come in and help you edit all of your answers to make sure that it actually makes sense and sounds good to the bankers, right?
1: Yeah and that's how it should work man you should not feed answers to people that's not what the program is they should learn how to do it themselves so i think that that's a good oh idea. yeah
2: cuz we don't know we don't know what you've done in the past right you've known yourself for almost 20 years we we've only known you for a few months so like there's no way we can come over the answers for you but we can make we can guide you right? and make sure that you're talking about the right things and excluding the things that don't matter and you know sequencing in the right way and just everything is concise, it's tight, um, and it's giving the bankers what they want to hear and nothing more, nothing less. Right. And that 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 feedback uh, component uh, of the behavioral process is is invaluable, right? And that's the part that you really don't yeah. any anywhere online, really. because um, no, no, no one's gonna spend the time to do that for you. Like we spend hours and hours and hours working through that with each of our clients, right? Um And then the technical side of things, I guess, look, on the technical side, if anything, this may be the one part where, sure, you can find all the technical knowledge you need online, right? But like like you mentioned, when you try to to study your own, it took over 200 hours. And then when you went through our content, we teach you everything in probably around 20 hours, and that's it. Yeah. Right? So on that side, it's a matter of efficiency, like, we all know how crazy the investment banking recruiting timeline is. Um, once these uh, offers are given out, you know, once these banks are done giving offers, it's done. And then, and then that's one fewer bank that you can apply to or, you know, one, one fewer, especially as an international student, like you said, you only had a list of maybe nine or 10 banks that would actually sponsor. So every single opportunity is that much more valuable. And time time is basically the most valuable resource you have. Right.
1: Yeah, I was like always prepared that, you know, coming from non target and being uh, international, I would just get that one interview uh, because, uh, and I'll have to perform in that one interview. That was always the thought. So I always like, I wasn't that type of guy that, you know, thought that when the interviews would come, I would prepare then and there. I was the one that, you know, thought that I will have to prepare. And when the opportunity comes up, I'll have to grab that. So that was always the thought. And I think that is how recruiting should work for everyone. But like, even if you're from a target, I think that's how your approach should be, because this is not something that you can do in a week or maybe two weeks. This yeah. takes like months. Yeah.
2: Treat every interview as if it were your last interview, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you're right. You never know if you're going to get another one. These are hard to come by. That's, abs- that's absolutely the right mindset. Um, last question for you, man. I mean, this is a lot of good stuff that you've talked about already, but yeah. Um, if you go back to like the beginning of this investment making recruiting journey that you've been on for the last, I don't know how many semesters, it's gotta be at least over a year, right? Yeah. If you go back to the beginning, you know, when you first decided to switch over from pre-med to IB, um, and you're just starting out and you didn't know anything. Uh, let's say there's someone that's in that position now, right? And you now have an offer, You you've come out uh, on the other side of this process knowing what you know now if you could only give one piece of advice to the person that's now you know where you were say a year a year and a half ago what would you want to tell them like what's what do you think what's something that you wish someone else would have told you back when you first started
1: yeah I would definitely say the first thing start right now uh, you need to start ASAP there's nothing like, you know, you, you just think that my summer internship is like two years away. I'll maybe start in like six months, eight months, start right now and uh, definitely j- join Wall Street Mastermind. It's like one of the best things that have happened for me. I think I wouldn't have been able to break in into investment banking uh, if it was not for this program. I think uh, you really need a lot of components and coming from non-target, you really don't have that kind of exposure on campus to investment banking, even if you have clubs. Like they don't give you that kind of exposure that maybe you can get, and you know, let's say Warden. So you don't kind of have that exposure, and you really need to break in. And if you thought, if you really like want it really bad, um, you can do it. And maybe I think my odds were like so bad. Like I think uh, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Uh, I would just say you know, just start asap, and definitely don't take it easy, and join the Wall Street Mastermind program.
2: Speaking of clubs, dude. Um, I mean, I, I really, truly, honestly, I feel like. Wall Street Mastermind is kind of like its own investment banking club, right? It's kind of like the investment banking clubs you have on campus, except we are intercollegiate. You don't have to go to a, you don't have to go to Indiana University to be in the IB workshop. You can go to school wherever you want. You can join Wall Street Mastermind and you get to meet all these other students who go to different schools who are all trying to break in. You know, most of like over 90% of our clients are breaking in. And I was looking at this our Slack channel earlier today, actually. I was looking at the technical questions channel and just seeing like all the questions that people were asking. And people were asking some pretty advanced questions in there, right? And then, yeah. like, and then like before, I mean, before I even got to like answering the questions, I see all these other people, the other students that are in the program chiming in and giving these detailed breakdowns of how to answer some of these questions. I was just, I don't know, man. Like as the coach in the program, I was reading that, I was like, I was so proud. One, I was happy because I was like, hey. This makes my life easy. I don't even have to coach anymore. People are just coaching each other. Um, but, but I mean, joking aside, I was just so proud because I was like, hey, these are all people that have gone through the program. Like, you know, Daniel, he was answering questions. He's working at City now. He's an analyst. Yep. He's still giving back and teaching all these other students that came in after him how to answer these questions. And that's the beauty of this community and this Wall Street National. It's like, it's almost like we're our own little, you want to call it investment banking club, you want to call it business fraternity, whatever you want to call it, you have that network. And if anything, it's a bigger and uh, broader network because it's not just limited to your school. Uh, and, and also like the, the level of support and the guidance that you get, it's not just, Oh, let me get help from my upperclassmen who's maybe a year or two older than me. It's all these people that are already working in the industry. They're still being active in, 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 um, in the, in the chats and stuff. They're still helping you. And then yeah. also, Obviously, myself and the other coaches on the team, who have a ton of experience, having worked with hundreds of students, giving you the level of feedback that we give, this is just a totally different. It's just a totally different ball game than what most people are used to, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's something that we didn't uh, touch upon. I think the Slack channel is also like something that really changed for me because. If you go to like an investor banking income like the one i have on campus i can speak for that that's they have like really toxic environment like they, they won't tell you like where they're interviewing because they all are like really competitive with each other so they, they don't they don't tell you like where they're interviewing and you come to this channel you have like people from all different backgrounds and no matter what question you have you just put it up and you'll get the answer in like four or like what four or five minutes and that's that's something like that uh, if, if i ever had it out i just asked like in the private channel or or on the Slack channels, like people always answered me. And I was also able to find people who previously interviewed at Nomura from the program, like Louisa, she really helped me. And also uh, this one girl, she, she was also interviewing with me at Nomura right now. So I think uh, really, really helped me with uh, connecting me with people because I from my university, no one's working full-time at Nomura. So I really don't know anyone at the firm you know, who's going into the summer. So I think uh, Wall Street Mastermind connected with people from different backgrounds who are like also going to Nomura. So I think that's that's really great.
2: Yeah, was it Louisa that helped you?
1: Yeah, she she told me about how her super day was and uh, how the interviews were. So I, I was like, uh, she told me uh, they really focus on fit and uh, behavioral answers. Yeah. So I like prepared yeah. really hard for those.
2: See that, that that's the beauty of being a part of something like this. That's intercollegiate. Is that um, and also just the culture that we foster here is it's not the super secretive. Cutthroat culture where everyone's out to help themselves and not each other because they view you as their competition. I mean, in our program, first of all, like you guys remember to the same school, and and also just like because everyone's everyone's so used to seeing people help each other out, that's just the normal thing to do, right? And so, people and everyone, everyone in this program expects to get offers already anyway. So there's no scarcity mindset where people are like, oh, well, if you get an offer, then that's going to take. My offer. People aren't worried about that, right? And so, obviously, that's the best one. Not only are you making new friends, but you guys are all winning together. You guys are all being successful. Not even just in the short term, but in the long term, the way I envision it is, Wall Street Mastermind is going to turn into this amazing network of really, really successful people who have, you know, all started their career on Wall Street. Whether they stay on Wall Street or they go on and do something else, but that becomes your network, which is. Can be a really
1: beneficial thing down the line right so definitely man definitely yeah. i think uh for me when getting rejected two times with the ib club i knew how bad i was at interviewing and the last that i that i just gave the, the last interview that i just gave and amura the guy at the end was like i really like you and the real question is uh, how can i stop you from interviewing at other banks i think that really meant a lot to me that was first time wow. Someone, someone told me that and I was like, and so I kind of knew I would get the offer. I was expecting that, but I think that was something that was really life changing for me. And I, at that point, I just thought back to what I really was like two years ago when I decided I wanted to do IB and where I am right now. So I think, uh, life changes. And if you take the right steps, like I did, uh, anyone can do it. And, you know, paying for this program on my own and, uh, doing all the hard work, I'd, like my money was on the line. So I knew I need, needed to do the hard work. So I think it just paid off. And yeah, thank you for all your help, Sam.
2: Absolutely, man. You, you, you're saying your interviewer, during your interview, asked you how he can stop you from interviewing other banks. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, you can give me an offer right now. I'll take it on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's amazing, man. But no, man, I mean, look, you deserve most of the credit here because, you know, like you said, you were super determined to get in. Um, you pay for this program on your own. Like a lot of people on online, they, they make comments like, "Oh, these are all just rich kids that join the program." Or like they have rich moms <laughs> and rich dads. And it's like, absolutely not the case. They're like you and I have plenty of other examples of students who. It's not whether you're rich or not. The people that join this program, the only people that join this program are the people that are like, just 100% committed to doing whatever it takes to get this job, right? Like, it's that important to them, right? And so whether you had to take longer to graduate, you had to invest your savings in this and bet on yourself. Like by you doing all of that and you being so committed, like you said, like there, there is, you're leaving everything out there, right? You, you're, you're, you're basically taking your best shot. And there's, you at least know that if it didn't work out for you, it wasn't because you didn't give 110% of your effort, right? <laughs> Obviously you gave 110% of your effort and it worked out which is even better. Um, but you deserve all the credit there and you put in the work and um, you, you had the right mindset to come back and invest in yourself. And so I'm super happy for you, man. I wanna obviously congratulate you again on the success and being the first one done from your school, even though you weren't even in an IB club. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment right there. Um, and so super proud of you. And uh, look guys, for those of you that are listening, maybe you're in a similar situation. A maybe you're an international student, maybe you try to get into a club at your school and you didn't get in, right? Or maybe you're none of those things. Maybe you are here in a better shape. Maybe you go to a target school, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, if if soction can do this with our help, there's no reason, like he had pretty much every single obstacle, every single disadvantage possible and he still got in, right? So it's not a matter of whether you can get in or not. It's just a matter of how committed you are And whether you're smart enough to reach out and ask for the help that's available right like don't let your ego get in the way don't don't be too proud to do this or think oh well i'm too good for this or i don't need this like there's no downside to getting as much help as you can uh, especially for something that's as important as your career right so if you're interested in doing that uh look i don't i can't promise that we can work with you because we don't work with everybody but it has to be a good fit Um, We have to feel like we're confident we can help you get the outcome. And we have to feel confident that um, you'd be a good addition to our community, right? Like I said, you know, the culture that we have here is very special. So if you want to explore that, then I would encourage you to go and book a free strategy session with us. You can do that by going to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. Uh, The street is abbreviated to St, So it's wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And, uh, you know, Someone from our team will hop on a call with you, learn about what your recruiting goals are, what are the challenges you're currently having, what do you feel like you need help with. And if we feel like we're a good fit to help you, we're happy to discuss with you further. If we can't help you, we'll at least give you some advice on what we think we would do if we were in your shoes. Okay, so guys, that's pretty much it uh, for today. Again, Saksim, I wanna thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Some really, really uh, amazing insights on this call. And so I'm sure people will benefit a lot from that. And uh, look forward to seeing all the success that you have ahead of you, man.
1: Absolutely, man. I would just recommend everyone to join the program ASAP. Don't think about it.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that, man. And uh, look, uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, let me know if there's anything else I can ever help you with and uh, stay in mm-hmm. touch.
1: All right? Yeah, sure, man. Have a good one.
2: Cool, man. All right, guys. That'll be it for today. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back with more of these for you guys in the near future.
1: All right. Talk soon.